Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magalie on a Journey. I'm your host, Magalie Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the show. I'm very excited because this week we have, I think, one of your favorite guests, and that is my husband, Raul Sanchez, hubby hubster. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having (laughs) me here. (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. Yeah? You're excited? I'm excited. Love it. So we are recording this episode together because we recently celebrated our one-year marriage anniversary. And some of you guys know if you're on social media that we had the most beautiful backpacking trip in Yosemite. We'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we wanted to do kind of a little roundup of how life has been this year. There's been a lot of big changes uh, and kind of just walk you along how the journey has been. It has been amazing. (laughs) Are you being for real? I'm being for real. For reals. (laughs) All right. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. I know it's 8 p.m. on a Thursday, which is actually normally our date night day. Yeah. So this is kind of like our date night. Fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll also get to some Instagram questions Um, at the end. I posted a little thing on Instagram and we got a few questions so we can... Start with talking a little bit about how our year was, what some of our big changes were, um, some of the things we've learned, and then just see where it goes. All right, let's start. Let's go. So, let's see, give you guys some background. Our anniversary is August 6th. Uh, so, we got married last year in France. It was the most beautiful wedding ever. And we stayed in Europe for a few months after. That was our honeymoon and our kind of like break in between both of us leaving our jobs and starting our own new adventures as entrepreneurs. If you guys don't know, Raul started an amazing company called Eco Experience Program. You can go to episode number two and listen as he shares all about that journey, listening to his intuition and creating a very inspiring company. And yeah, we came back um, around October, November. And we moved to this new place in Marin. So we've been here for almost a year. What is that? Mm -hmm. 10 months? That was a big transition to come back and move back here and make the decision to come back to California because we weren't really sure if we were going to or not. And then um, to also transition into both being newly entrepreneurs. How has that been? It has been quite a journey. I think that... There has been a lot of moving pieces during these past 10 months. And I think that I feel very lucky of the life that we have. Hmm. Tell me more. Well, we're in love. (laughs) (laughs) We're both working towards something that's very dear to us and towards something that we're very passionate about. And... I often say that eco experience is my calling, which 
doesn't mean that every morning I wake up and I see butterflies and everything is amazing. <laughs> but it means that it's it's a responsibility and it has been such an amazing challenge to have to grow this business and part of the good things, the challenging things, and just keep on growing as an entrepreneur, as a person at the same time as we start our, you know, marriage together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been really cool because since we both work from home, we're actually recording this right now in our little office. We kind of made it like a co-working space, I guess, where we have each our desk and we get to be colleagues in a way, but each working on our own thing. Yeah. And I will say that that's one of my favorite things that this year has brought, that we're able to collaborate, but collaborate in a way that's it's fun because if I, I don't know if I'm talking with a new school or I have a new client, I can just go out and celebrate and you're there and I can tell you all about it. Or if I'm going through a problem and I need somebody to chat with, you're there and we can chat about it and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And and I think that this is a very unique moment in our lives that we're able to do that because of the space that we're living, because our businesses are still fairly small, because we don't have any kids. With equal experience, I don't have an office yet that I have to go to. So I think that this is a moment that we, that's going to be very much, at least from my side, reminded with a lot of love and yeah, it's been fun. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's been so fun. Both what you said, like to celebrate when there's new clients or new things and also to talk through some of the tougher things and how we should react or handle it and it's very true because since neither of us have partners and co-founders in the way that we're creating this business, these businesses, it can get super lonely. And so it's true. I When I talk to other friends who are solopreneurs, like that's one of the things that's the hardest. And you're right. I think we're really lucky to have each other. Yeah. And I think that us both being entrepreneurs, we add a lot to each other's businesses i think that we share a lot of ideas and we brainstorm together and Mm -hmm. we help each other so i think that that's awesome yeah so one of the big things that i want to talk about is we made a decision to i mean we just said like we work together as colleagues but we each work on our own businesses right and we've made a big decision i guess i have made a big decision (laughs) um but you were extremely supportive and agreed on that decision um, to no longer work with you in certain capacity for equal experience. And I think that decision or coming to that decision would never have been possible without therapy. And I definitely want to talk about our couples therapy journey and, you know, the, what the last year has brought and each being on our own talk therapy journey. But we're able to come to this decision because I realized I was – working and helping you for the wrong reasons actually I have people pleasing tendencies I wanted I want your love I want to make you happy I want to feel needed yeah and so I was working and doing the things that you wanted but not because I wanted them but because I was like expecting some kind of love or something back like there was a codependency tendency that I have there and I think being able to work through that in therapy and realizing that every time that I was working on it with you, I was growing resentment. And one of the things our therapist has said is how resentment is suicide for the soul. 
And it was exactly that. It was like me also saying yes to you or me not being able to say no also means that I wasn't saying yes to myself and to my projects. And I think if we look back, even at the time of just once I really started like setting a boundary, how fast things have shifted for me and how much they've grown. So yeah, I used to, you know, kind of be there and it was also handy for you because if you needed a guide or an extra pair of hands, like I was there and I was able to do it. And we had to have like a conversation to figure this out. Yeah, I think that, well, for eco experience, one of the hardest things is to find people that want to do this type of work and that they enjoy spending time with the kids and that they are prepared for that and capable and all of that and have the skills needed. And it was very easy for me to rely on you as, as one of the guides, one of the helpers. And also because there were so many things that were happening backstage, right? So since we're sharing, of course, the home, it was easy for me to be like, okay, let's just both work on this right now or mm-hmm. help me with this. And I think that it was challenging to kind of hear that you were not going to help me anymore. And I could also see how working together was harming. It wasn't a good relationship. It wasn't like a nice, at least it wasn't an enjoyable. At some points it was, but most of the time it wasn't that enjoyable between us because our interactions were not, we're not used to interacting in a professional way. We're used to interacting in a loving way. (laughs) Yeah. So it just changed the dynamic. And I think that that was not healthy for us, at least at this point in our relationship. I also think it's because since I was growing resentment, I was bringing off that energy, Mm -hmm. right? And so it was like almost like attacking you, um, which happened once during one of the trips. And I think another way for me that it was harming the relationship is when on one of the camping trips, so I helped Raul think of the menu and the portions and all these things. And then you, it turns out that there wasn't enough food, that like some of the proportions were not right. And just to paint a picture also for the audience, when you go on these trips, you have like zero service. I often, right, like I don't hear from you or like if it is, it's like a text a day being like, everything's good, like all good, blah, blah. And I remember this trip, one of the last trips, you sent me, I think it was around May and you were like, oh my God, there's not enough food. Like you were worried and stressed out and I wasn't able to be there and support you and hold you as a partner. I was like, going into shit this is my fault I messed up and then that created a dynamic where I was like wait but I don't have any other answers so I was really stressed and feeling bad about it whereas if it was something that went wrong and I'm like as your wife letting you know oh I'm so sorry I'm here for you do you want to talk like it's just a very different dynamic I think that I also was able to let go of you helping me with your experience Actually, also through therapy, because in one of the conversations that I had with my coach, she brought up that I was being very fixated when things were not going my way or where things were not going easy. And that there's a divine plan behind everything, right? If if I have a guide that said, yes, he or she was going to come and then they canceled on me last minute, there's really nothing that I could do. And me stressing about it or being fixating in that doesn't add any value so Mm -hmm. honestly I just need to move on and know that that's for the best and that there's a solution somewhere or another person ready to work for me Mm -hmm. so 
I know that you or that us not working together is for the right reasons. And I trust that that's in general for the best, even though in that particular moment, it's more challenging. Yeah, I know today you also heard some news about a potential guy not working out for a future trip. And my first reaction, and I didn't even tell you this yet, but my first reaction is like, okay, do I have plans that week? Like, Mm -hmm. am I available? Yeah. And it's also really hard for me to not say that and to, cause you were like, Hey, do you know any other people or whatever? And yeah, it's, it's not easy to say no. And so I think that's where we're both continuing to do the work, yeah, which is so important. Another thing is just in the same line is the fact that our house kind of becomes a warehouse, <laughs> as you said, since we share a home. And so, I mean, you, have talked a lot about before outside of the podcast about how you love these moments too. I do. I think that it's beautiful because, you know, I'm growing eco experience from the grounds up and these are the moments that I know I'm going to remember forever, you know, coming home and seeing all of the groceries for 90 people for four days, which means that the house is like a warehouse. I know it's temporarily that it's not going to be forever. And I also want to be present with that moment and know that that's the way it started and it's starting small and you know eventually we're going to have a warehouse or an office or whatnot but now that's the moment and that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) yes beautiful and we it's it's soon ending (laughs) (laughs) that's still on discussions (laughs) we're still figuring that one out guys (laughs) No, um, but it's also good. It's it's showing the fact that you are growing as a company and that you're also in need of a space. And so that's beautiful. All right. Did we cover working together slash not working together? I think so. I think great. so. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I will say is uh, we have talked about like if there is moments where actually in each of our business, like if there ever is a moment where we would want to like contract each other or something that we would do it but it would be under that of like here's you know how it works and just like you would hire anybody else yeah and then there was also an opportunity to say yes or no yeah yeah that's the last thing (laughs) (laughs) um all right should we move on to couples therapy couples therapy so we talked i think in the last podcast about how we did our pre-marriage Uh, therapy um, with our coach and that was beautiful and then around March or April we were kind of struggling yeah we were (laughs) (laughs) do you want to talk about it I think that we were in different pages about many things and we were kind of like stuck into the same discussions and I guess we were not able between us to find a way to I'm not gonna say move forward but a way to both like a way to feel at peace with things yes right yeah I think it was we were in a hamster wheel of like continuing to get into the same thing and so I suggested that maybe we should do another uh couples therapy and we, I think in the end, we did it in like July or something by mm-hmm. the time we actually got our schedules. And there was, it was at a moment also where it was right before you had a lot of camps and it just didn't make sense then. But I think 
what it really or no it wasn't June anyway it really showed us how there was a lot of deeper things going on inside each of us that we actually weren't able to communicate and so she made us do this exercise which is when you say and then you say whatever the other person says I feel and then you share a feeling and then that person hears you they say I'm sorry and then it's like we did it back and forth like that and then at the end she wrote a um she kind of wrote the list of like all the feelings we had and I remember there was like you know, feeling unworthy, feeling disappointed, feeling unseen. And then she was like, hearing that you guys are feeling all these feelings, like, is this the kind of marriage you want to have? And that was such a actually beautiful way to realize like, wow, when I say these things, this is what you're feeling. And I had no idea that you were feeling that way. Yeah. I think that in general, couples therapy really unblocks things that we each bring to the marriage that we unconsciously do it and that we might not want to do it or it really guides the way into creating a conscious marriage where we are constantly bringing the best of ourselves Mm. into our marriage and i think it's not always easy right Uh, we we both come from different backgrounds we were brought up in different ways you know, we're both entrepreneurs, we each have our own definition of, I guess we have different expectations or we have grown up with different expectations about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of these are, like I said, unconscious, right? And, and being able to talk about that and uncover what is unconscious really creates the space for us to bring consciousness and create the marriage that we want to create. Yeah, and I think one of the things that was kind of a point of tension was me feeling like we weren't doing a lot of things together, like trips or different things. And I mean, looking back in our year so far, we've done so much. But there was this feeling, which I also think comes from two things. Uh, One, the fact that we see the way couples are supposed to be a certain way, like just from society, not even just from what we've experienced as our parents but what society tells you and shows you and then there was this other side well I guess it's the same one of feeling like I couldn't do those things that I wanted to do without you kind of thing and I think one of the things we've really worked on this year is each of us doing the things we want to do and so that does mean we do a lot of things separate and I think that's actually really healthy well, actually, this is something that came out in uh, my Reiki master training, but she talked a lot about interdependence. So the separation between, obviously, you don't want to be codependent and you don't want to be completely independent because you are in a marriage together, but finding your interdependence. And I feel like this is something that we've both found a lot more this year. I think that what it's been very helpful for me is that I'm able to give the time to the things that I want without feeling guilty that you are not feeling the way you spend enough time together. And it's because we've also created a plan of what is the time that we're spending together yeah, and what are the trips we're doing. And because I think one of the things we discovered in therapy is for me, something that's so important is to create things outside of the routine. 
Yeah. Whereas you live our marriage a lot more in the routine. Yeah. I think that we both appreciate different things from our marriage. Yeah. From what we were chatting for you, it's very valuable that we do things outside and that we bring this variety. Whereas I enjoy so much our routine and our daily living together where we get to share so much and laugh and just be together. And for me, that's awesome. And I don't need anything else. But I also understand that for you, um, it's important that we do things outside of that. So, And you also recognize when we do how important, like yeah, the trip yeah, we course. just did. And every time we come back from a trip, you're like, this was so good for us. And I think another thing that came out is that because I was like continuously pushing for those things outside, you felt like I wasn't grateful for our day-to-day. Mm, yeah. And so one thing I've been working on is practicing more sharing with you how grateful I am and the, how important the day-to-day is and vice versa. You've been like, you were huge in the end. You basically planned our whole one year anniversary trip, which usually I'm the one that plans trips. So I feel like we're, I feel like we're doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> I mean, also we went backpacking, so I was so excited, <laughs> but not only because of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically he figured out a way to make our one year. No, no. I'm not going to go there because it's not true. It was beautiful. It was was so awesome. So what did we do? We went backpacking to Yosemite. So the place we went was four hours walking distance from where we parked the car. And we needed to pack our food, our tents, sleeping bags, sleeping pads, all of the equipment to survive for three days. Mm -hmm. So the backpacks were a little bit heavy <laughs> and but it was so worth it i mean the the road was amazing you know the hike there was awesome and then just reaching to that place it was so magical and also knowing that not everybody gets to be there kind of gives this sense of this effort mm-hmm. it's totally worth it mm-hmm. because you get to spend a lot of time by yourself in nature it was so beautiful yeah i think for me, the things that I that were my favorite of this time is we were so secluded. And so it really was like when I talk about wanting quality time with you, that was such quality time. We had amazing conversations. Also, there's no distractions. There was no phone. Like there was no service. There was no internet. Yeah. There was no screens. There was no emails that come through. Like it's pure disconnection. And I think we both... I mean, there's a lot going on as an entrepreneur. There's a lot of pings that you can get. And so it was so nice to have complete disconnection from the world and an ability to be really, really present with each other. Yeah, it was wonderful. We had so many great conversations. We also had so much fun. Like, it was so beautiful. We um, Yosemite got a lot of snow this year, so the snow had melted, and we went on a bunch of ice baths, which was so fun. Yeah, we highly recommend it, I think. So much. I think, I mean, I'm going to go again this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's going back with his brother. I also think one thing that was really cool about the way we, like, we talked because a lot of people do every year they get married this whole, like, oh, it's the, the year of the cotton, the year of the silver, the year of, like, that's a tradition and people who are asking us, like, oh, are you guys going to do that? Or we made a conscious decision to not do gifts and to create experiences for ourselves. Yeah. And I think it was a good choice. 
So where are we going to go next year? Backpacking. <laughs> I mean, I'm so open to it. It was, I think it's for us a really just great way to be fully disconnected. I think also what it's fun is that I think in that way, we're a great team. Like we planned mm. it. I mean, we planned it together and thinking about the groceries and the food that we needed for the day mm. and what the backpacks were going to have and how we were going to organize the hike and the equipment, the rentals, where we we're going to sleep the night before, like the whole logistics. Yeah, it was really a team during, effort. It was really a team effort. And I think we were very good at collaborating in that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Love it. Um, we also had these six questions that we talked about. Um, basically I wanted a, a part of it to be reflective and for us to have conversations about it. And then at the end of the trip, we actually talked about what were our favorite highlights. And you said that the questions was one of your favorite highlights. Yeah. I was really not expecting the questions thing, but it was good because we were, in the middle of nowhere with no distractions and just having these introspective questions in nature it was just amazing yeah yeah it was beautiful I'm all about introspection in nature <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna link a blog post uh, that i just wrote um that has the six questions so if anybody wants to uh do them with their partner you guys are welcome to we'll have them in the show notes yeah so I feel like another big topic I want to bring up is kids. Mm. And the reason I want to bring it up is, so we were like a little bit on different pages and I feel like we're a lot more on the same page and just the external pressure of it. Like I've been pretty um, surprised by the amount of people we've seen like recently at gatherings or going back home and like seeing you know further away family or family friends and the amount of people that are like okay so you've been a year married like when are the kids coming kind of thing and there was a recent encounter with some friends and this one friend in particular was like pushing a lot and it's not somebody that we know like that well and yeah I was kind of surprised about it I think on my end I really haven't felt the pressure outside. I think that the, 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 pressure, ha the pressure has come from inside. <laughs> As in from me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really feel very comfortable with not... With the fact that I don't want to have kids right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't feel comfortable when you felt like I did want them right now, right now. Huh? <laughs> you didn't feel comfortable when you thought that I yeah. wanted them right now and that I was pushing. Yeah, because that created like a sense of urgency for me of, okay, I felt that I needed to figure out by when I needed to, I wanted to have kids and also start creating like a plan. And if that's going to happen this year, then what does that mean? So it just create, created a lot of stress. Hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, there was a lot of elements. I think one big element was not having my papers, mm -hmm. my green card here. And I think, yeah, the other part is I know that I want kids and I, I could like if I was to be pregnant tomorrow, I'd be overjoyed, <laughs> <laughs> which I know isn't the case for you. I also want to be a father and I'm super excited to have kids with you and I'm looking forward to it and. There's times where I just think about having kids and, you know, the typical that my mind just goes 
flying and I get very sensitive. I, <laughs> like I cry just of the thought of being a father. So this is something that's also very dear for me. And I know that when the moment comes that I'm ready to do it, it's going to be natural and it's going to come. Yeah. And I also, what I was going to say is, even though I know that I, you know, want them and that if it happened tomorrow, I would be super happy. I also, I feel like this is such a good example of our, of the balance that we create in our relationship where I'm like, I need this tomorrow or I need this yesterday. <laughs> and you're like, I want it in five years. I feel like it's been a common theme for just even getting in an re official relationship and then getting engaged and then married. And then, and I think are a little bit at each extreme and eventually we find our way into the middle. And I think one thing that we learned a lot is I have a tendency to like put blame and it's a pattern that I'm trying to break. And you helped me realize that when people would ask us at the beginning, I would, I think it's also because I felt like I was ready, but then you weren't. So I would actually say that to people mm. and I would be like, well, we just need to get him on board or like little comments like that, which you shared with me, you really didn't appreciate, which I really appreciate that you shared that with me. And then it, like, as soon as I stopped doing that, I feel like the dynamic also changed and that you started bringing it more up and you mm. are having like more the desire to, because it's not coming from a place of me trying to rush you there, but you're actually able to just sit with like, oh, I do want this. I think that it also allows the space for us to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. and to walk this path really together and not you rushing or me pulling back yeah yeah and I feel like I feel like we're in a really good space right now because we both know that we want it and that we have some kind of timeline like in our head and we've talked about when we want to have a conversation about it again and I also I've been telling you like there's also a lot of things around what I'm working through with my body and with also my own business and knowing that right now isn't the time because of wanting to create a little bit more stability and all these things. So stay tuned, guys. <laughs> TVD. <laughs> we'll let you know. Yeah. Should we move to some of the questions that uh, people asked online? Sure. All right. What is a new tradition that you've started as a married couple? Backpacking every anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's a pretty good one. Well, we've also started to walking together. It's not mm -hmm. like a fixed tradition, but we go on a walks almost every day. Yeah. And it has been very nice. Yeah. Just like after lunch or after dinner yeah. or whatever. I'm grateful that you brought this idea. Also, knowing that at the beginning, I was like, no, I really don't want to do it. <laughs> but then now we're doing it. It's nice. And now you suggest it. You're like, yeah. let's go on a walk. Yeah. 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 I guess that for me, not having to do it every day but really just doing it when we want to and it happens to be almost every day it's nice mm -hmm. yeah I think another tradition we started this um pre getting married um but it's our Thursday nights date nights. yeah date nights this was suggested during therapy um to every single week set out a time and I will never forget at the beginning I was the one that was like every week like Me because too. we started pre-pandemic right yeah so this is back when we both worked at different offices like there was so much going on I personally had so many work events often and there was just a lot going on 
we also had you also your work was so social so I remember it was like what it's impossible and she was like it's even better if you actually choose a day and you really commit to that day and so we do it every Thursday however like let's say we're invited to something and we really want to go we will agree together to move it to Wednesday or Friday or another day it doesn't have to be anything crazy special sometimes we go for a movie or go watch the sunset or record a podcast (laughs) (laughs) this is a special one we've never done that on date night yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's time together sometimes it's even like going for a hike or a Mm -hmm. long walk or sometimes we play games and we order food but what was important to us is that it's just time together outside of something we do on a day-to-day basis and that's where it's like if it's a walk we'll drive somewhere that's beautiful with the sunset and do that or as you said going to a movie but there was a moment where we kind of got in a rhythm of like watching Netflix or watching a show and then we're like no actually this isn't yeah quality time together yeah and now we don't watch tv between Mondays and Fridays except when there's football okay you've been watching it but This was inspired by my dear friend, Sarah Broyles. You should listen to that podcast if you haven't. Um, She had some great tips about living a balanced life. And I've taken on the not watching things during the week and it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, you're doing very good. (laughs) Yeah. Any other traditions? I mean, this year we spent Christmas by ourselves. It was the first year. Oh my God, yeah. We spent Christmas. It was really special actually. Yeah. But it's not something we're going to keep going. We don't know. It was so nice. It was so nice, but next Christmas we're going to be with my family. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that we also started before, though, is every New Year's spending it just the two of us. Yeah. And we did it for five years. Last year is the only year we broke it, and we did that because we had spent Christmas by ourselves. So we were like, okay, let's do New Year's with friends. That's been really special. I really like that, and I feel like we should keep that going. Yeah. Okay, so either Christmas or New Year's by ourselves yeah i love personally new year's because it's like such a ritual of ending and beginning and i love that because we don't really drink much and so usually like i remember our first year ever we like did a little fire on the beach remember remember burning stuff (laughs) yeah Yeah. burning our letting go of the last year and starting the new year yeah we did a dance around the fire too yeah we did Awesome. The next one is, how do you both address conflict and navigate through it? Y'all are cute. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Emily. (laughs) How do we navigate conflict? How we address and navigate it. Yeah. Navigate through it. I mean, personally, I address it pretty head on. (laughs) Like if there's conflict or if there's something to talk about, I'm usually the one to bring it up. Yeah, which I love. And then I think you help us more navigate through it because I'm like, usually I come quite heated and there's a lot of emotions there. And I feel like you'll be able to, you're very direct in a way that's sometimes so painful and really, really helpful because you'll be able to be like cut through the BS and really say it how it is. Then we can actually talk about what the issue is. Yeah. Yeah, we're very good at conflict. And when we're stuck, because we have been super stuck, this is why couples therapy has been so good for us. Yeah, but something that I was thinking about that just now is that this conflict that we had before going to therapy, we could have just ignored it. 
and keep mm. keep our lives right mm-hmm. and, and keep on being a married couple and things would have been okay but i think that we really have a commitment a beautiful commitment to have a conscious marriage where we don't just bury things or put them under the rug but really give light to them and figure them out yeah that's what i meant when i said that it's not that we're stuck because we could have continued but we really mm. choose to make the extra effort to figure what's figure out what's going on mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's really well said i think that's so true and i think a lot of life i think that's why a lot of i don't know humans are unhappy with things whether it's relationships or other things right because it's like easy to put it under the rug and keep going yeah and then things just get accumulated you know and Mm -hmm. then it explodes yeah you know these are little like fractions or little separations that start accumulating and we don't want that we want to be together (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i often say that um for the pre-marriage work it was so it was like as if every little thing not just from our marriage but from each family's was put under the rug and then our coach just like shook that whole rug because that was really the process of getting married like there was just so much that came out that year so I also feel like this year has felt so easy compared to last year because we dealt with a lot of it already yeah yeah they say what is it like hard conversations easy life yeah we have a lot of hard conversations yeah for sure I like what you said we were like we were stuck in that we could have just kept going but we couldn't get to actually understanding what each of our limiting beliefs were behind Mm -hmm. it and I think that's where it was so helpful to have a coach shine the light on like hey this is your little boy thinking it's unworthy this is your little girl thinking she's not enough like whatever those things were right yeah was really helpful yeah and i think it's funny because one of the questions that we discussed during our anniversary while we were backpacking was what is something that we admire from each other and we both said that we both admire from each other that we're very committed to self-development mm-hmm. yeah doing the, work. doing the work i mean we would it's we're like such different people compared to how we started being together yeah We've really worked super hard on that and it's been so worth it. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. All right. Next question. This one's really fun. I feel like you need to answer this because you're better at music. If your marriage had a theme song, what would the theme song be? (laughs) I feel like it needs to be something like a beat and fun, but also like really deep. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of love. Yeah, all of that, for sure. It's funny, there's this song. This is a salsa song in Spanish. Real love salsa, in case you don't know. It's, um, I forgot the artist's name, but he says something along the lines of, this is not easy. This is not like you come and then you became famous. He talks about like the artist world and being a musician on his song. He's like, this is not just you come and you, you are famous. This is hard work this is a lot of commitment this is he says arroz con habichuelas or like kind of like a metaphor of this is a complicated situation Mm. (laughs) and it's funny because we live in a world where social media makes it seem so easy Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of show i think that we have a very happy marriage because we do the work 
Yeah. We'll find the song and put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to listen to it now. Um, and actually the last question is how did you choose the questions you did together and what are they? So we'll add the questions in the show notes and how we chose it. I literally just Googled it <laughs> before we stopped having service. No, it wasn't ChatGPT. That would have been a good idea. No, but it was from like a website of a therapist. And yeah, it was, we turned it a little bit to be our own stuff, um, the way we did it. But it was really helpful as a tool to continue to reflect. Any last thoughts or words about our marriage this year? Pieces of advice or words of wisdom for somebody about to get married or people that have been in a relationship or people who are looking for love <laughs> not really do the work do the work i guess <laughs> literally yeah. for all of those options <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah work on yourself try to become the best version of who you are yeah be ready to receive and give love hmm. i love you so much you don't mean <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was such a beautiful episode will you commit to coming every year i don't know <laughs> we'll explore that yeah? yeah i feel like it's such a good maybe this could also be a part of our reflection yeah then we can listen to them and be like oh this is where we were a year ago and yeah any tradition you say <laughs> there we go i think felicia is the one that asked that yeah i don't know we'll see all right tbd <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review. It's super helpful for other people to find out about the show. Yeah, and just let us know if you're enjoying it. You can let us know on social media if you liked it. And mi amorcito, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>